fuck out of bed, bitch. Go. Welcome back, guys. Um, I don't know why some people couldn't see me on YouTube, but here I am. I'm bringing you Crypto Love and I'm bringing you Crypto Wisdom. We do have a big show today. We're going to talk about the charts. Let's look at the charts now. Bitcoin 21,987. And this dump may actually continue further. I'm going to show you a whole lot of reasons why this dump may actually continue further. And it's not only because Powell is talking today. Yes, Powell is talking today, but it's not only because Powell's talking today. This dump may actually continue for a whole lot of other reasons, including a whole lot of Bitcoin, which are coming on the market, which we weren't expecting to, for them to come on the market. And now these Bitcoin are, are starting to, to, to move around. And we, we need to talk about that. We're also going to talk about Grayscale and the big victory that Grayscale scored yesterday and what that means. And also we're going to be talking about some other losses that the SEC is taking. Then we're going to talk about one or two altcoins that are actually backing this trend. So got a big, 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 big show today. Listen, what you need to do, you need to subscribe to the channel if you're not already subscribed and you need to, um, you need to also like this content, help us get out there, help us get unshadow banned. Tell me that you're here. Tell me that you're present. I see Paul Averill. Are you present? Present. Joseph, are you here? Irishman, are you present? Uh, Jimmy, are you here? Present. Amazing. Um, Freddy, are you here? All right. Um, uh, uh, um, uh, who else is here? Who else is here? Do we have uh, Do we have Tin here? Tin, are you present? Present. <laughs> does anyone uh, know? Do you know? Does anyone know why Tin is on the show? Does anyone have any idea why Tin is here? Tin, where are you from? Uh, Croatia. Currently in so, Singapore. So Tin is from Croatia. What are you doing on my show? Why are you present? I got a present. <laughs> He's present because he got a present. You know why? Tin is present because you got a present. Because you see this Rolex, the blue one, the blue face with a gold strap. Tin, you won this Rolex. Amazing. You claimed <laughs> by the car number, you won the Rolex, my friend. How do you feel? Thank you very much. I feel amazing. <laughs> and it's my birthday soon in like 20 days. So <laughs> tell me, just tell me, how did you how did you find out? When did you find out that you won the Rolex? How did this just play it for me how this whole thing worked out? Uh I I I was watching your show and you uh you said that you dropped the numbers on Discord and I usually follow the Discord and I I looked at it and I saw my number. I didn't quite believe it. So <laughs> I rechecked and, and then I rechecked again. <laughs> and then I sent an email <laughs> and it was quite amazing. <laughs> well, listen, listen, listen. First of all, much love. Thank you for being in our Discord. Thank you for being a, a banter man. And um, we'll, we'll obviously our team has been speaking to you. We verified your details. And now we will speak to you about how we can send, send the Rolex to you. And uh, yeah, that uh, I think it will be amazing. So thanks, thanks a lot for being part of the fam. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thanks for being, thanks for being here. <laughs> amazing. T thank you. 
Listen, it's so amazing. So one one Rolex is gone. The BitGet Rolex is not yet gone. So this one we're going to give away today. I'm going to show you how we're going to give it away. If you have an account on BitGet, you could win the Rolex. Anyway, I'm over my overdue my time because remember I've got like a a, a time thing where I'm not. I've got to start giving you alpha within five minutes. Now it's five minutes and fifty five seconds. Haven't given you any alpha yet. About to give you the first bit of alpha. So if you want the alpha, you want the alpha, sir. Raise here, present. He wants the alpha. All right, let's go. Let's talk about about Bitcoin and the prices. So this is where we're at: twenty-one thousand nine hundred sixty-five. I'll, as as we were speaking yesterday, I told you that I thought Bitcoin would break down. Some people were laughing at my technical analysis. They kind of said, "Look, what kind of technical analysis is this? Why why this isn't even a chart? Those aren't even triangles." Anyway, it looks like I was right, unfortunately, and the price of Bitcoin went down. And it started going down when we were on the show and Powell started his live stream with, uh, with his testimony. And when Powell started testifying in front of Congress yesterday, that is when the price of Bitcoin started going down. In fact, it happened even before Powell started speaking in anticipation of Powell's speech. Now, the truth is that he didn't say anything we, we didn't know, but the market took what he said as pretty hawkish, like pretty, pretty, pretty hawkish. And so that got Bitcoin coming down. We also had the S&P. If you look at the S&P chart over here, so you can see that the S&P also went down. It broke below this trend line that we've been watching. We've been watching this trend line for quite a while. And um, then, but you can see that despite the fact that it broke below this upward trend line, we are following the, the major trend. And the truth is that if you look at both Bitcoin and the S&P, both of them are still above the the major trend here. See, both of them are still above the the major trend line over here. So that's what what's going on with Bitcoin and the S and P. The other chart that I'm watching is I'm watching the Dixie. So the Dixie, I was hoping that it would break down below this little trend line over here. And it, when Powell started speaking yesterday, it went way back above that. So today, hopefully, we'll tune in and we'll listen to Powell speaking again. Hopefully, he doesn't crash the markets again. I don't know what possibly he could say that he hasn't already said. But we will talk about it. We will talk about it. What I am seeing right now, and it makes me quite happy, is two things. So I'm seeing a lot of fat on the markets. I don't know anyone that's calling the markets up. Everybody that I speak to is calling the markets down. Everybody's calling for a nuke of the market. I'm hearing the 12K Bitcoin people um, coming down again. The way I see it is, for as long as Bitcoin remains in an upward trend, and it's quite clear that Bitcoin is in an upward trend. If you zoom out, and I, I'm looking at it on the four-hour chart here, but it's the same chart if you look at the daily. But I think just for, for, for simplicity, let's look at the four-hour chart. You've got, you've got a starting point here. You've got a higher high, a higher low over here, and you've got a higher low over here, as you can see. So for me now, I'm still seeing that this as, a, as an uptrend. I will change my viewpoint if we break below the 21,357 level, because that would mean that we're printing a lower high, not a higher high. But until then, I'm still optimistic that this is a temporary correction and, and that we, we will continue this uptrend. As I said, I changed my thesis here, 21,357. If we break below 21,357, then I'm going to start questioning my thesis because that would mean that we've printed a, a, a different uh, uh, um, a different chart pattern. So that is um, essentially what I'm looking at. 
And um, I think for those of you who who follow that trend, just let me know in the in the comments below. Let me know if you if you agree with 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 our analysis. Before we talk about Powell and before we talk about how Powell destroyed the markets yesterday, I do want to play you guys this. Um, for those of you who are crypto traders, specifically if you're full time crypto traders, do you know the difference between a pizza and a crypto trader? Do you guys know the difference? Do you know the difference between a pizza and a crypto trader? Come on. Who knows the difference between a pizza and a crypto trader? Hey, Hodler, why are you crying? I bought Matic and it went to zero. Do you know the difference between crypto investor and a pizza? What? Pizza can feed a family. Hey, Hodler. <laughs> pizza can feed a family crypto investor can't feed a family all right let's talk about pal it's a little bit more serious um let's talk about pal and why pal crashed the markets yesterday what was it i mean here we were in the um watching the pal live stream and as we said that the dollar index went crazy you saw that the dollar index was the one that that bounced first Bitcoin broke through the that the the triangle. Then you had uh, the S and P five hundred bounce off the trend line, but bounce below the, the 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 shorter term trend line. And I guess the question is why. So I looked at a couple of things that Powell said yesterday. Let's just listen to a few things that he said. By no means is this um, is this uh, uh, um, all all of it because he was on for two hours and twenty one minutes. But let's just listen to this. I'll review the current economic situation before turning to monetary policy. The data from January on employment, consumer spending, manufacturing production, and inflation <clears throat> have reversed the softening trends that we'd seen in the data just a month ago. Some of this reversal likely reflects the unseasonably warm weather in January in much of the country. Still, the breadth of the reversal, along with revisions to the previous quarter, suggests that Inflationary pressures are running higher than expected at the time of our previous FOMC meeting. From a broader perspective, inflation has moderated somewhat since Okay, okay, so that's what he spoke about. He spoke about inflation not being as um, coming down as much as they wanted in, in, in the previous meeting. He then also spoke again and he said this, listen. Back down to 2% has a long way to go and is likely to be bumpy. As I mentioned, the latest economic data have come in stronger than expected, which suggests that the ultimate level of interest rates is likely to be, to be higher than previously anticipated. If the totality of the data were to indicate <clears throat> that faster tightening is warranted, we'd be prepared to increase the pace of rate hikes. So interest rates are going to be higher than we previously anticipated. And then he said, if they need to tighten more than they are tightening, that is the key point. That's the part that, that really, really, really spooked the market. And that's why when we started the press conference, the, uh, the testimony with Powell yesterday, the probability of a 25 basis point rate hike was 75%. And it was a 25% basis point rate, 25% uh, uh, probability of a 50 basis point rate hike. As he was talking, we were watching this in real time, right here on Crypto Banter. We we're watching this in real time. And now as we stand, 
there's a, almost an 80% chance of a 50 basis point rate hike coming up now at the at the FOMC meeting on the 22nd of March. But it's not over yet. It's not over yet. And I'll tell you why it's not over yet. Because between now and the 22nd of March, when we have the rate hike, the FOMC meeting, we do have the inflation numbers. We do have the CPI inflation numbers. And those are probably one of the most important data points that are coming out. Because what you can see is if you look at the, the last inflation, we went from 9.1 to 8.5, then we went to 8.3, 8.2, 7.7, 7.1, 7 6.5. And in January, the inflation, the CPI inflation data was 6.4. If we get a lower inflation number than 6.4, if we get closer to 6, then this could actually change. So we do have one saving data point that may change everything here. Right now, it looks like this. And I, I do believe we're going to get a 50 basis point rate. Like I have been saying it for a while. But there is one thing that can save us. And that is a um, the inflation numbers which come out on the 14th. We will be live with you when those inflation numbers come out. We will, we will, be, we will be watching. We'll be showing you guys exactly what it looked like. I have been saying for a while that I think there's going to be a 50 basis point rate hike. This is a chart that shows how the market started to price in the probability of a 50 basis point rate hike. And you can see that it went up from 0%, went to 3.3 to 9.24%. And then yesterday, it shot up from 31.38% to 66.1%, which shows the market is quite clearly pricing in right now, pricing in a, um, a rate hike of, um, of 50 basis points. And the problem with that is that it is now becoming much more viable, much more exciting, much more interesting to not invest in the stock market and to just invest your money into cash. Because if you look at the T-bills, if you look at what government T-bills are starting to yield, they yield about 5.1%, oh, which means that investors are going, hold on a second. If I can invest in cash and get 5.1%, why should I take stock market risk? So if you look at the at the T-bill breakdown and you look at um and you look at at where at where where we are today, you can see that on a six-month T-bill, you can get 5.32%. On a one-year T-bill, if you buy a one-year government debt, you can get 5.22%. What's interesting also is that the yield curve is completely inverted because if you loan money out for one year to the government, you get 5.22%. But if you loan money out to the government for 10 years, you get 3.97%. So who in their right mind? would loan money to the government for 10 years when you can just loan out loan money to the government for one year. That's what you call an inverted rate curve. And that's really where we are today. So we are going to catch Powell live speaking today on the show. We will be here. We will be speaking. We will catch Powell speaking live. Um, um, hopefully he doesn't crash the markets. Uh, but I do want to talk about a whole lot of other things before we get there, before we get there. The truth is, though, if... You're worried about inflation, and that's really what this whole thing is about. This whole thing is about inflation. This whole thing is about whether or not the Fed has inflation under control. The Fed seemed to have inflation under control, but then all of a sudden we realize, hold on, the Fed doesn't really have inflation out of control. The truth is, though, that if you are worried about inflation, isn't that really why Bitcoin was created? Isn't that why we have Bitcoin? Bitcoin is supposed to be the ultimate inflation agent. I'm not the only one who's seen it. I, I saw this which was published originally by Bitcoin Magazine, but Duo9 reiterated it. He said, Europe's biggest asset management, uh, asset manager, which is a, a $2 trillion company called Amundi, they say, if inflation remains above target, Bitcoin's limited supply may actually start to attract more attention. So they really get it. They're saying, look, if we can't get inflation under control, then 
maybe this whole thing that Bitcoin that everyone was talking about, maybe maybe this whole thing actually does become much more attractive, right? So so uh, that is something that is something that 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 people will maybe start noticing. Remember that inflation can run out of control right now in the ECB. Inflation is out of control in the states. If they can't get inflation under control, they can't just keep increasing interest rates because the states has debt repayments that they need to make. They may slow down the economy a whole lot. They may put too many people out of business. And in fact, speaking of putting people out of business, Powell yesterday had to take the brunt of Elizabeth Warren. So just listen to what this poor guy went through yesterday. First time in my life, I think I agree with Elizabeth Warren. We are taking the, the only measures we have to bring inflation down. And putting 2 million people out of work, just part of the cost, and they just have to bear it. Will, they, will, will working people be better off if, if we just walk away from our jobs and, and inflation remains well, 5 let 6%? Me, let me ask you about what happens if you do this. Since the end of World War II, there have been 12 times in which the unemployment rate has increased by one percentage point within one year, exactly what you're aiming to do right now. How many of those times did the U.S. economy avoid falling into a recession? You know, it's it's not as black and white as it very, Just very looking at the numbers. It actually yeah, no, is no. pretty black. Alan Blinder's written a book on this. And, there have and been 12 times that we've seen a one point increase in the unemployment in the unemployment rate in a year. That's exactly what your Fed report has put out as the projection and the plan based on how you're going to keep raising these interest rates. How many times did the economy fail? to fall into a recession after doing that out of 12 times. I think the number is zero. I think the number is zero. That's exactly right. We so are she, was, she was climbing into power saying, look, you know, you're going to put this, this, this economy in a recession. And she wasn't the only one. A lot of the other senators that spoke yesterday said, well, what you're basically saying is you're going to put people out of work until such time as you can get inflation under control. And Powell's argument was, look, I'm balancing trying to put people out of work, but I'm also trying to balance an inflation problem, which is bad for everyone. And that's really what, what he's trying to balance here. So listen, Powell, not having a great week. Market's not having a great week. Um, you know who else is not having a great week? I'll tell you who else is not having a great week. The SEC is not having a great week. Not this week. Tell you why. So it's Wednesday. And already the SEC have taken three critical big knocks against crypto the first one is you know we spoke about voyager and we spoke about the fact that the sec tried to block the binance rescue or buyout of voyager and the the reason why the sec blocked the the or tried to block the buyout of voyager wasn't because of protecting investors wasn't because it thought investors were getting a bad deal it all revolved around the Voyager token. That's it. The whole thing revolved around this VGX token. And so if you read the article, I mean, I've done a lot of research into this, but the whole SEC argument, it says here, the transaction under the deal, the transaction in crypto assets necessary to effect, effectuate the rebalancing, the redistribution of SaaS assets to account holders may violate the prohibition in Section 5 of the Securities Act of 1933 against the unregistered offer sell or delivery after sell of securities filing by the SEC, citing in particular the Voyager token. So the SEC's thinking was, instead of letting 
these customers, and I think, how many customers are there? About a million customers? How many customers does Voyager have? I think it's about a million customers. Instead of letting these million customers be able to, to, to get their assets back, the SEC decided to lean on one thing, which is the fact that Voyager has a token. And thank heavens, as I said before, the SEC, who are supposed to protect you, they're supposed to protect you. Remember, that's, that's what their mandate is. They're supposed to invest to protect investors. The SEC tried to block the Binance rescue of Voyager. Now, the thing about the rescue, the Binance rescue of Voyager is that investors in this in Voyager would get about 73% of their money back. So they wouldn't get 100% of their money back. But I think given the fact that, that, that Voyager has gone down and, and it's not a great situation, I think getting 73% of your capital back is actually a huge, um, a, a huge victory. And so yesterday, what the judge said is the judge said, look, you, you really have no grounds to block this. And Binance said, you know, we are pleased that the bankruptcy court of, uh, in the Southern District of New York agrees with 97% of Voyager customers who voted that our plan provides the best path forward for Voyager users to retake control of their assets. So that is um, that, 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 that came out yesterday. I mean, the judge was quite vocal. In 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 bringing in bringing this uh, um, to Voyager. Now you can see the Voyager token, the VGX tokens, up 15.67% today, while the rest of the market's actually going down. And we'll talk about we'll talk about um, a whole lot of other tokens which are actually going up despite the market actually going down. Um, this John E. Deaton guy he says Voyager is another example of a federal judge deciding that the SEC's arguments are a hundred percent without merit. And the same thing happened. He said the in, in other recent examples, the Ripple case, the federal judge in a written ruling literally stated that, it, that SEC lawyers were being hypocrites and that they, were, that they lacked faithful allegiance to the law. So we're seeing a trend here. We're seeing a trend that if companies are strong enough to take on the SEC, if they don't get bullied into submission by the SEC, they are actually taking, the SEC is actually taking real body shots. Like Voyager, egg all over their face. That deal is not going to proceed. Um, also, the SEC suffered a big setback um, with the Ripple case. This is from Stuart, um, Stuart who's, who's, who's the chief legal officer at Ripple. And he says, yesterday's opinion from the court on Ripple and the SEC's proposed expert opinions. You don't have to read all 57 pages. He summarized it. He said, specifically, not only is the SEC's expert on reasonable expectations of an XRP purchaser struck from the record. So they were going to bring in an expert to say, um, to say, look, um, we want to show you what the reasonable expectations of an SEC, of, an, of a retail purchaser is. Well, he was struck off the record. On the flip side, our experts explain that how Ripple's contracts clearly differ from those in the Howey tax treatment of XRP, which makes him not a security. And currency experts on XRP not as a security are allowed to stay in. As we have said throughout, we have always felt confident in our case. And with each ruling, it's getting even, they're getting even better. So again, another big knock for the SEC. So Voyager, big knock for the SEC. Ripple, it's not looking good for the SEC. But by far, by far, and, and again, what happens? Well, you see the Voyager token moving up in a down market. Ripple or XRP, also moving down, uh, moving up in a down market. And you can see that that's actually just broken through that little trend line over there. So let's keep watching XRP. Maybe, maybe something's going to happen in XRP. So that was the second knock. Steve is late for class again. It's the second time Steve's been late for class. 
Steve, this is your last. Uh, someone says Rand looks frozen. Is I am on the cable. I am. On, I am on the cable. Is is there something wrong with my internet? I'm gonna jump off, and if someone jump on, let me jump off and jump on again and see if I can get this right. So, if anyone just wants to jump on, come on. Let me let me just jump off. Yeah, the cable should work well. Okay, I should be. Okay, James, Jimmy, you can jump. We don't need you anymore. Uh, let's see. Is that better? Am, am I still? Is it better now? Hundred percent. So just it just meant jumping on, jumping off. Okay, people are complaining in the chat that my camera wasn't looking so good. All right. Um. Where were we? Okay, so that's the second knock that the SEC took. By far, the biggest battle that the SEC, the biggest embarrassment that, that the SEC faced yesterday. I've got, I'm actually going to play this for you because there's a lot that I actually want to play for you here. Um, hold on a second. You guys have got to hear this. So yesterday, the SEC went to oral arguments in the grayscale GBTC um, argument against the SEC. I don't know if you know what that's about, but essentially you've got grayscale trust which they want to convert Grayscale Trust into an ETF. Grayscale Trust is a trust that holds Bitcoin. It is run by a company called Grayscale, and they want to convert that into an ETF. But the SEC is constantly knocking down any attempt to create a Bitcoin spot ETF, while at the same time, they are open to a Bitcoin futures ETF. Okay, so that's that's what, 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 um, what they went to court about yesterday. So... It was a great day for Grayscale. And, I, you know, every time I listen to it, I've listened to this multiple times, I think to myself, wow, Grayscale really, really, really had a great day. So this is how it started. I want, you, I want to take you, I want to walk you through some of the, the things that happened. Um, and then we'll discuss the case as it goes along. So let's start off in the beginning. I think it's important that you hear this. So let me go to there. Morning and may it please the court. I'm Don Verrilli for Petitioner of Grayscale. This appeal challenges an SEC order disapproving an exchange's request to list an exchange-traded product that holds Bitcoin as its underlying asset. The fundamental problem with the order is that it contradicts previous SEC orders giving green light to Bitcoin futures ETPs that pose the same risk of fraud and manipulation and have in place the same CME surveillance mechanism protect against those risks as the spot Bitcoin ETP that the SEC disapproved here. That is the definition of arbitrary decision-making. And it's so he's saying, than- he started off by saying the definition of arbit- arbitrary decision-making is when the SEC approves a Bitcoin futures ETF, but won't approve a Bitcoin spot ETF. And that's really what their whole argument was about. Now, what the SEC, what the, what Graystale were arguing is, What's the difference between a Bitcoin spot ETF and a Bitcoin futures ETF? If you can approve a Bitcoin futures ETF, why can't you approve a Bitcoin spot ETF? So I want want you to hear some more parts of the the case. So let's quickly go in here and let's go here. uh, 302. I'm going to just take it a little bit forward. In the two cream order, and it stands to reason. Bitcoin futures are derivatives of Bitcoin itself. And the undisputed record evidence shows that 99.9% of the time, the price of Bitcoin futures and Bitcoin spot market, uh, Bitcoin spot market, correlate. Uh, 
And what the, uh, what the SEC also found um, in the futures orders is that the existence of the surveillance sharing agreement would suffice to protect against fraud and manipulation of the spot market, as well as of unregulated, other unregulated futures markets. And the reason for that was because the SEC concluded that manipulation of the spot market or manipulation of the other unregulated futures markets would show up in the price in the regulated futures market. So how do we know that the Tukerium order in making the statements that you just paraphrased was specifically talking about manipulation of the spot market as opposed to manipulation of unregulated futures markets. So that's, that's the judge asking. The judge was saying, look, how, how do you know that there's manipulation in the spot market, not in the futures market? How do you even draw the conclusion that that happens? And that's what the grayscale argument hinged on. Okay, so I want to take you towards the end. So I want to take you towards the end of this, and I want you to hear what the judge says and, and the argument that the judge actually brings on the SEC. Reasonably distinguished the prior approval of different products. This is the SEC lawyer speaking. And was faithful to the statutory scheme that Congress enacted in Section 19, which says that the Commission shall disapprove SRO rule proposals where the Commission cannot make a finding of consistency with the Exchange Act. And uh, I want to get right to the point about why it was reasonable for the Commission to treat different cases differently here. It is undisputed that the spot markets in which the assets underlying petitioners' products trade are fragmented and unregulated, in contrast to the situation of the approved futures products where the underlying assets trade only on the CME, which is regulated by the CFTC, and where the exchange has a surveillance sharing agreement that gives it access to information like market trading activity. So what, this, what the SEC are arguing here, that what they were arguing is they were arguing that, well, if because the SEC has a surveillance agreement with the CME and the CFTC, they can surveil the, the movements in the market price of the futures, but they can't do that with exchanges. This is where the judge actually jumps in. Customer identification, the tools to investigate a fraud and manipulation if it were to occur. Ms. Parisi, I, I understand that those distinctions that the commission has drawn, but it seems to me that, that what the commission really needs to explain is how it understands the relationship between Bitcoin futures and the spot price of Bitcoin. Because it seems to me that these things, I mean, you know, one is just essentially a derivative of the other. They move together 99.9% .9 of the time. So where's the gap in the commission's view? So your honor, what the commission said in its order is that the relationship between the spot and the futures in as to the relevant question that matters here, which is, does fraud and manipulation in the spot market affect the CME futures market in the same way? That is an empirical question for which petitioner bears the burden and they did not show that. And so what they said, judge says, he said, look, can you, can, how can you prove to me that the, how can you say that the price of Bitcoin spot and the price of Bitcoin futures is, is uncorrelated when it's correlated 99% of the time, 99% of the time they move exactly the same. And this is what the whole case has actually become about. And it seems that the market is starting to price in the fact that we may get a, 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 an ETF soon. Because yesterday when we started this case, we had the grayscale discount at about minus 46%. And then 
when it closed, it's actually not about minus 32%. So I'm not tracking it live. I'm tracking it on yesterday's close. But the grace, the discount has now gone to 32%. Now, we've been telling you for a while that we think it's a great trade to buy the GBTC because when it went down to minus 48%, we said, look, eventually it's going to go to zero because if this thing is converted into an ETF, it is actually going to go to zero. Now the big question. So it's a great victory if Grayscale win this because then we're going to get an ETF, right? We're going to get a Bitcoin spot ETF. But also, we're going to have the biggest holder of Bitcoin on the market, which currently holds about, let's quickly just look at the numbers here. They, own, they, oh, they hold 629,000 Bitcoin, which is about $13 billion worth of Bitcoin. And those Bitcoin are currently locked. You can't sell them. You, you can't sell them. You, you cannot withdraw those Bitcoin. You cannot redeem your shares in the trust for those Bitcoin. The minute that this becomes an ETF, then two things happen. One, this gap closes, which means that all these people that are underwater by 40% to the market price, 35% to the market price, all of a sudden go back to the regular market price. In other words, they're no longer at this huge loss. The second thing is, that these 629,000 Bitcoin become unlocked and become available to hit the market. And so in the short term, what you're going to get is you're going to get a whole lot of selling pressure on Bitcoin, which we didn't actually anticipate. Yes, of course, in the long term, it's amazing because once the SEC approves one ETF product, they're going to have to start approving a whole lot of other ETF products. Otherwise, they're going to be in court a hell of a lot more than, than they have been today. But in the short term, we may get some more selling. So that means we're going to get Mt. Gox selling. We're going to get GBTC potential selling. And then we might get some other selling. In fact, the other selling that we may get could actually come from the most unlikely seller in, in the world. In fact, maybe not even the most unlikely seller in the world, but the most unlikely holder of Bitcoin in the world, and that is the US government. So the reason why I say that is because if you look at the US government, the US government is actually the third largest holder of Bitcoin in the world. The first largest holder of Bitcoin is the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. The second largest holder in the world is MicroStrategy. And the third largest holder of Bitcoin in the world today is the US government. What we saw yesterday was we saw that the US government started to move a whole lot of Bitcoin around. Now, they moved around about 40,000 Bitcoin, which they have from the Bitcoin that they seized off Silk Road. So for those of you who have, have, haven't been around for a long time, don't know what Silk Road is, Silk Road was a website which was run on the, on the dark web. And Silk Road, you used to be able to transact on Bitcoin on Silk Road to order drugs, to even order assassinations. It was a crazy, it was, you could basically buy anything underground on Silk Road. Um, the founder of Silk Road, Ross Ulbricht, is currently in jail. He's serving, I think, a life sentence or multiple life sentences in jail. But the, when the U.S. government shut down Silk Road, they seized a whole lot of Bitcoin. And yesterday, they moved around 40,000 Bitcoin from one wallet. And some of those actually landed up on Coinbase. In fact, 9,861 of those actually landed up on Coinbase. So we may also get the U.S. government starting to sell off more Bitcoin. They may they may sell off the full forty thousand. For now, they've sent nine thousand nine thousand eight hundred sixty one of those Bitcoin to Coinbase, which means two hundred million dollars of additional sell pressure. 
And so maybe that was another thing, another thing that actually started to hit the price because we have another seller of Bitcoin. This time it's not uh, it's not Grayscale and it's not Mt. Gox and it's not the institutions, but it's actually the U.S. government starting to sell off some of their Bitcoin um, that they've got in this case from um, from Silk Road. Going back to to the SEC thing, going back to the SEC thing, um, it does feel like the SEC aren't good in court. They're good at bullying people. And you can see that, you know, they've got a whole lot of cases open against crypto companies. He has a list of, of the cases that they've got against crypto companies at the moment. You've got, you know, SEC versus Singh. You've got a whole lot of these, of these cases. They're really busy against crypto companies. But if any of these companies actually stand up to the SEC, what we're starting to see is that, that every time they do, they, we, actually start be, we actually start beating the SEC. We, I mean, it, 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 is, it is what it is. Um, yeah, so maybe the lesson is that more companies should take on the SEC. More companies should take on the SEC. We have been also speaking about Silvergate and you know how important Silvergate is for getting money onto crypto, into crypto, um, specifically because of what they call the Silvergate Exchange Network or SEN. Now, Silvergate, the shares of Silvergate have gone down hugely. In fact, let's quickly just check the share price of Silvergate: four dollars and sixty-eight cents. Which means that, I mean, it's, it's come down a lot. In fact, let's look at this chart. You'll see it here. It does look like the whole market is red, but let's look at Silvergate. Silvergate's gone from a high of about $237, now trading at $4. That's so 98% down. 98% um, down. But there is a chance, I have been reading articles, that they are in talks with officials to try and salvage the bank and they are looking for more capital and stuff like that. So, Look, for those of you who are real DJs and are looking for real risk, like crazy motherfucker risk, you may want to take a nibble at this. I don't know. You gotta be you gotta be serious, serious, serious risk degen. This is not for everyone. You gotta put on real big boy pants. You're probably gonna lose all your money. But if you don't, you may actually make some money. Um, yeah. Um, let's talk about some other tokens that have backed the trend. We talked about Voyager, which backed the trend going up against in a down market. We've got uh, XRP going up because of the, the court case. Another one which is going up, which we have been speaking about quite a bit. We always said it's not going to win the a popularity contest, but we did think that it would continue to go up. And we have been telling you guys to buy it since about $1.55 is uh, CoinFlex. It's slid 181. And that's because, as we said yesterday, the Seychelles Bank approved CoinFlex's restructuring plan. Um, and what it is, it's it's the exchange that Carl Davies and Suzu are launching. Now, one of the things that you will be able to do on this exchange is you will be able to trade your claims against FTX, Genesis, Celsius, BlockFi, Voyager, Three Arrows Capital. If you've got an ex a claim against any of these, if you're one of the people who has a claim, you'll be able to trade these. And what they're saying here is, Look, there's about $20 billion of claims here. We should actually make them tradable on our exchange. So you'll be able to go on the exchange, trade your claim, and actually use that as collateral to start trading futures and derivatives on the exchange. And the token, the CoinFlex token, represents about 20, a 20% 20 buyback mechanism on those, on those, um, on those claims. So uh, on, on trading fees. So that's that's something that that may be worth looking out for. Um is there anything else that is urgent for today? I did see this this announcement here by Injective saying today is the day, a new tomorrow is the day, a new world, a new beginning, and it looks like they're teaming up with Astroport possibly. There's a there's a picture of Astroport and Injective. 
Um, there's also a bill that's being introduced. It's called Keep Innovation in America, and it seeks to make the U.S. a leading nation in Bitcoin. I, I mean, given all the negativity that's going on in crypto at the moment, um, it is quite a big thing. And then lastly, I read this article that said that Binance's spot market share increased from 59.4 to 61.8 in February. So it's it's growing in market share. Um, yeah, it's it, Binance is growing in market share. Um, and remember, we spoke yesterday about, you know, if you're worried about Binance, if you're worried about the solvency of the exchange, well, maybe the right trade is to take to start buying some other exchange tokens. Because if something does happen to Binance, well, then the other exchanges will have to absorb all the volume and then they, 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 the exchange tokens will do well. So, yeah, let, let's keep watching that. People are saying, are we going live with Powell? Let's, let's, is Powell live? Where is Powell live? Let's quickly check it out. Let's have a look. Let me know if you think that this US government is going to start selling the coins. Uh, let's see. Scheduled for now. It should, it, come on, guys. It should start now. We're going to be, we're going to cross over to Powell Live. It just looks great for Hold on. Let's try and find a, a, a stream of Powell streaming live. Powell, you're late, bro. We're all waiting for Powell. Nothing's, nothing's happening yet. He's not live yet. Someone says if 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 something happens to Binance, it's all over. I don't think you're right. I think it, you're, it's all over for a while. It's not all over forever. It's it's all over for a while. Let's see. Let's see what's happening here with Powell. I don't see him live yet. I don't think he's live yet. Hmm. He's not live yet. Should we give him another minute? Let's do some Q&A for another one or two minutes and while we watch. Where to watch the stream? I am watching it here. It, there's a CNBC live here. Um, I hope Paul surprises there. By the way, um, in fact, let's do this right now. So we have to give away the BitGet Rolex. So here's how it works. I'm going to publish a whole lot of... Um, uh, I'm going, to, I'm going to publish 10 addresses, BitGet UIDs, sorry, not, not addresses, BitGet UIDs. If you are one of those 10, if you're the first one to 10 and you send your um, an email to giveaways at cryptobanter.com saying that you are one of 10, you have to send the email from the same address that is linked to your exchange account. That is how, how we uh, verify the addresses. So it's got to be from the same address that your BitGet account is from. So here are the addresses. I'm quickly going to give them to you. Uh, here they are. Let's quickly go here. And you can see them. So these have been randomly selected. If you are uh, any of these account numbers, you can read them on here. We're also going to drop them in our Discord. If you are any of these account numbers and you're the first person to email us from giveaways at cryptobanter.com crypto from the email link to your Bybit account, to your BitGet account, you win you you win the you 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 will be the, the winner of the Rolex and we'll get you on the show tomorrow just to prove it. Here the, the stuff here. I'm gonna mail it to Josh and Josh can put up in the Discord in a few minutes. Let's see if Paul is talking. He's not talking yet. Maybe we'll give him one more minute. Um by the way, by the way, while we're waiting, so you know we are sponsored. One of our sponsors is Tap Global. Now Tap Global is an amazing app which is actually an on-ramp and off-ramp app for crypto because you can actually use it to, to put money on the crypto ecosystem. They also have an amazing card. Now, 
up until now, they haven't been available in the US. They are coming to the US soon. So if you are in the US, there is a link below. Go to the link below and join the US um, waiting list. And if you do join the US waiting list, well, then you get between uh, between objection. All members will have five legislative days with extraneous materials to the chair for inclusion in the record. And I'll note at the outset. So if you do go to tap global and you do sign up onto their waiting list, if you do that, you will get between zero to hundred dollars in Bitcoin as a bonus. Um, they are a very regulated platform. They're regulated in multiple jurisdictions. I think in like, they're available in like 47 countries. They also do have a MasterCard. So really, these are the good guys. These are really the good guys. So if you want to sign up, if you're part of the US, just go and have a look. Uh, it's Tap Global. All right, let's listen to Pal for a few minutes. And that is to restore price stability. This is positive. But you know, as well as I do, you're facing a very strong headwind from the political left. Democrats are pressuring the Fed to stray from its narrow mandate. Without, uh, it's a page out of their same old progressive playbook. When they don't have the votes to achieve something here in Congress, they turn to regulators. And now, Chair Powell, they're looking at you and the Federal Reserve. President Biden's kowtowing to the far left is what got us into this inflationary mess. I urge you to reject the ideologues who put their social agenda ahead of economic prosperity. High prices continue to eat away at workers' wages and retirees' incomes. Since President Biden took office, we've experienced inflation at rates not seen uh, since the late 70s and early 80s. Inflation uh, rapidly uh, accelerated after Democrats passed their so-called American Rescue Plan, which poured nearly $2 trillion of inflationary fuel into the economy. By June of last year, the Consumer Price Index showed inflation skyrocketed from below 2% to nearly 9%. And personal uh, consumption expenditures, the Fed's preferred measure of consumer prices, ballooned to 7%. Instead of being rescued by uh, Democrats, Americans were punished with pain at the grocery store and sticker shock at the pump. While inflation is now believed uh, it is now below its mid 2022 peak, it is uh, persisting at rates well above the Fed's target. It remains broad based and continues to hammer Americans' pocketbooks. In fact, a recent Gallup poll shows half of the respondents say they are worse off financially than a year ago. It's clear that there's still a long way to go in the effort to bring down costs. I look forward to hearing you reaffirm your commitment to that work today. Republicans also want to hear from you regarding some concerning developments at the Federal Reserve on the regulatory front. Recently, the Federal Reserve's vice chair for supervision announced a quote-unquote holistic review of bank capital in the Fed's regulatory regime. However, it seems that only a small group within the Fed knows what this means, uh, what it entails, how much review is, is being vetted by the full board and the, the type of quantitative analysis the Fed is performing. The Fed shouldn't operate in okay, the shadows. It seems to me like today's going to be very different. So today's not only like this, I think he spoke about monetary policy yesterday, and I think today's going to be very different. So I don't think we should stay on and listen to it. I think it could get very boring. In fact, it's, I'm already very bored of it. So I think what we'll do is we'll stay live on Twitter Spaces. So if you're not on Twitter Spaces, go to my Twitter there is a pinned tweet with our Twitter spaces. We'll stay live on Twitter spaces for a while, not too long because we do have some other stuff to do. But um, 
uh, yeah, let's do that. So for those of you on YouTube, you're welcome to join our Twitter spaces. Go to my Twitter. Otherwise, I'll see you guys again tomorrow. Until then, have fun and trade well, my friends.